In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Today is a day for celebration and exaltation. For the Lord has richly blessed us with so beautiful a land. In this land, our mourning is turned into jubilation. In this land, we can eat and drink with delight. In this land, prosperity flows like a mighty river. In this land, wealth washes over us like an overflowing torrent. In this land, people find comfort in hard times. In this land, hearts of men, women, and children rejoice. In this land, our bodies flourish like the grass. This land is your land. This land is my land. Of course, the land I'm speaking of is none other than, say it together. Okay, crowd participation. None other than, say it together. New Jerusalem. Oh, okay. Um, this is kind of awkward. Was I being too, maybe too vague? I would say, did I miss a memo, but based on your outfits, I didn't. How could I? And you had to know, I was just riffing on today's readings. I told you before. The Lord tells us to celebrate for our destiny, our homeland lies before us. What did you all, what did you all have in mind? Well, yes, of course. This weekend, we celebrate the 246th birthday of this great nation, America. And there is much to give thanks to God for. The freedoms that we enjoy, the many men and women from this country who have made our world a better place. The opportunity to be a beacon of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to the rest of the world for 246 years. Yet even in this time of thanksgiving, I think it's safe to say that we are all keenly aware of the deep divisions that are interwoven with all the freedoms we enjoy. We fight over personhood. We fight over who gets what funds. We fight for control. 
No longer do Democrats and independents and Republicans and libertarians, etc., etc., see each other as friends, but as enemies. It's a real shame. And it's a great sadness. And as a 27-year-old, I don't think I've known anything else but this. I said at the beginning that it's always so interesting how our lectionary readings fall on our secular holidays. It's, it's not on purpose. It's completely by accident. And today, the Lord pierces through the tension between thanksgiving and division by giving us these readings to fix our eyes on the eternal prize. Today, the Lord teaches us to boast, to hope, and to go We are called to boast, not in ourselves, not in our family, not even in our country. Now, save your tomatoes. Don't throw them yet. As Christians, We are called to boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ alone. Paul says it today in Galatians 6. And Paul had reason to boast. He was a Jew of the Jews, a Roman of the Romans, and yet he considered it all as rubbish compared to knowing Christ. For in the cross, neither circumcision means anything nor uncircumcision. In the cross of Christ, neither being an American matters or a non-American, but only the fact that we are all made into a new creation. We boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ because to it we come a divided people. But through it we are made into one body. We boast in the cross because from it flows blood and water that deliver true peace and mercy to people of every race and every tribe and every tongue. We boast in the cross because there we are given a reason to hope. We are called to be people of hope. People that hope in New Jerusalem, the destiny for us that was open to us through the cross of Jesus. 
In New Jerusalem, that beautiful land, there will be no mourning. There will be no division. There will be no red and blue. But only unity and gladness and exaltation. All will be comforted from the woes of life. All will be filled with food and drink regardless of economic status. Prosperity will flow over every life, Democrat, Republican, and otherwise. True wealth will wash over the poor and the rich. In New Jerusalem, there will be no division. The Lord's power will be known to us all as he makes us all flourish like grass. Now that's that's something to celebrate. We are called to boast in the cross that came before us and hope in the land that is to come. So what are we supposed to do in the meantime? How do we live as Christians in this beautiful nation of liberty? Well, in the meantime... The Lord calls his pilgrim church on earth to go, to go and proclaim peace. He sends us out, just like the 72, in a posture of poverty. No sackcloth, no no sandals. He sends us out like sheep among wolves. But we only need the Word incarnate to accompany us on our way. Only Jesus. That's all we need. Because at the end of the day, everything else will fade away. Everything else. Money, citizenship, favor, political ideologies, freedoms, it will all fade. We as Christians aren't called to defend any liberty for the sake of Jesus. And we're not called to force people into towing a party line. No, we are called to preach true peace that only comes because the kingdom of God is at hand. We are called to be a people of mercy who draw people in to comfort and to heal. So as we journey to New Jerusalem, if we bump up against any sort of persecution or rejection because of our message of peace, the Lord calls us to shake off the dust from our feet and to keep moving. 
there are more and more people in our own country that need to hear our boasting in the cross and our hope in the land that is to come. Hear me out. It is a good thing. It is a good thing to give thanks to God for the many blessings he gives us in his country. That's why this liturgy is washed in hymns that thank God for our land and ask for his continued blessing. Let us see these blessings, though, as just a faint whisper of all the blessings that are to come in New Jerusalem where nothing corrodes, nothing divides, nothing destroys. So after your food is consumed and your fireworks fade and you all go back to your normal nine-to-five routines on Tuesday, let us be resolved to boast in the cross, to hope in the land that is to come and preach true, lasting peace through our words of hope and our acts of mercy. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.